Hey, girlfriends. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the ambitious, the bodacious, the next level women in the making. This is the hottest place for let's be real conversation, inspo humor, and juicy gems of wisdom for you to step up, step out, and make some next level moves in your life, relationships, and beyond. Now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit on back, and let's get into it. Hey, girlfriends, welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired. I'm your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa. Today, I have the amazing, the wonderful Camille Jones. Camille's the founder of We Got This Mind and Body. And because I have a voice program, she's a certified PT, holistic weight management nutritionist and transformation specialist. Camille encourages busy women in business to learn to prioritize their self-care through key areas of wellness without excessive workouts and nourishing body diversity, mind, body, and soul business. And Camille, you also provide stylish, comfortable active wear and complimenting individually tailored wellness products. You do it all. Welcome to the show. I'm so pumped to have you. Yes, let's I'm go. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to dig into our topic today. It's all about using your voice. Um, Before we jump into the juice of today's episode, I want to share something with you that I've discovered during a late night Instagram scroll. If you know me, uh, you know I love my coffee, especially this time of year. We got the pumpkin spice. We got the apple spice. Uh, But recently, there's been a little bit of a plot twist with my coffee romance. You know, for one, I've been trying to make healthier choices and those lattes can add up on the calorie count. Let me tell you. I look at the calorie count, I'm like, okay. You know, so I had to kind of like pump the brakes with that a little bit. And honestly, I don't know. Coffee just, it just isn't doing it for me anymore. You know, but energy wise by like two o'clock, I'm feeling burnout. I need another fix. And it's just became this like vicious cycle that I'm tired of. And I want to give my body what it really needs. So I was scrolling one night and I found Magic Mind. So I gave it a whirl. It's honestly, it's this little tiny, which I appreciate because another thing is I'm tired of carrying around like my water, all my drinks that I have in the morning. I try to do like a a protein shake. So I thought to myself, this is perfect because it's this little tiny bottle. I can finish it in like two gulps, you know, and it's, it, I got to tell you, it's changed my world. It's, it's like the universe crammed in like Zen and and caffeine without that jittery feeling and focus into this little tiny bottle. So check it out. If you're looking for a healthier option to get your focus and energy, go to magicmind.com forward slash inspired and use my code. You know, I got the hookup for you all inspired 20 to get 20% off your first time purchase. Um, and try it out and let me know. Tag me on the gram. Let me know what you think about it. So I wanted to share that with you all. So Camille, you know, I looked you up. I did some digging. Uh, You shared in the past that you started out life in the direction of trying to please other people and in turn lost your voice. And that hits for me. That was my story. I really resonated with your story. I was like, wow, we are like mirror images right now. And I feel like it'll resonate with a lot of other women. So let's dive in there and tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So thank you for this. I am on a mission to unleash our superpower which is our voice because just like you said so many of us have been silenced because we may feel like as if our voice it doesn't matter 
or that we are different from what the norm is or just not feeling like as if you have the confidence to stand up and show up in a crowded space because there's been many times, especially myself, where it's been, Camille, oh, not the time to talk. Oh, Camille, you need to do this. And life happens. So there are so many times where I was so focused on attracting what other people, I assumed other people wanted from me, being the person I assumed based on, oh, Camille, let's tell a joke. Oh, look at there, she's dancing again. That when it was time for me to actually use my voice and show my perspective, oh, no, no, no. Or what are we talking about? And then that's when what happened is I started to close even more up into a shell. This, you know, a clamshell just started to just close right in. And I did not realize how closed I was in my voice until later on in life, in adulthood, even how I was showing up in my business, in my relationships, and how I would even be with my children. So I'm on a mission that when we truly understand that there is power in our voice and that we are unique to what we have to say, because there's nobody else in this world that can ever speak, think, breathe, birth the children or anything that we can do. So why do we think that, feel that we it needs to be silenced? This is our superpower. Yes, absolutely. I love that. And you know, I like like I said, I had the same experience as you and I feel like, you know, we all get to that moment in our lives where things happen. You know, we have turn of the page moments. Maybe it's becoming a mother. Maybe it's getting married, forming new relationships. You get a new job, you know, something that sparks change that, but you know, you still have that realization of you being that shy. I love that you use that term like that shell. Cause that's how I felt too. I was like a shell of a person where like I had my outward image. But on the inside, I had like no sense of self. I had no real opinion that was like mine. And I was just so confused and lost. And, you know, I just went into this deep pit of like depression, anxiety. You know, I was having like multiple panic attacks a day. And I realized it was all because I had no self-awareness. I had no sense of self. I was living a life that was just pleasing other people. And I had no voice of my own. And I know, you know, a lot of women are probably listening to your story, listening to what I'm saying. And they're like, oh my God, this is me. But like, how do and where do I even begin? You know, how can they begin to make the transition, releasing that mask towards using their voice and living a more authentic life? And you have your, because I have a voice program and it's V-O-I-C-E. You know, it gives us, give us the juice because I think this is going to be a game changer, you know, for women listening who, who are struggling with where to begin when it comes to using their voice and speaking their truth. First and foremost, your voice is your wellness. And why I say that is, is all, all the time when people hear what I do, they hear certified trainer, certified holistic nutrition, all this kind of stuff. And they're associating with wellness with just nutrition and fitness. But wellness truly starts with self-awareness. And that's where I burst my program because I have a voice. And when you have, when you get that realization of, or that just understanding of self-awareness and incorporate the voice, you can start taking actionable steps. So during this pandemic, especially, you know, I'm in Canada, so we were locked in for a long time and I'm a huge expert. So just as I was learning to use my voice in life, I got silenced again. And through that silence and that pandemic, I started to relive those emotions and those feelings that I once had when I was that locked bird in a cage growing up or that shell. 
that I was, that I was able to come out of. So it was one day when I was during the pandemic and I was walking past the mirror and I stopped and I looked at myself and I started calling myself all of these horrible names and I kept on going closer like, oh my gosh, Camille, you get so old. Oh, you this and all this. But in that same sentence, I stopped myself and I said, Camille, why am I using, and I was talking out loud, why am I using my voice to be so malicious to myself? Is this where I want to be? Is this where I need, is this where I, des- is this the feeling I want? It was through that I I started to have a realization that my inner me was becoming my biggest enemy. So I sat down and I really looked at that word voice. The word voice kept on coming to me. And I burst and I started to use myself as a guinea pig. V for myself, when I was realizing what self-awareness is, you need to have some form of visualization of who you want to become, what you desire. Taste. We all heard about the manifestation and visualizing. There's power in that. When you can put yourself where you see yourself, you get excited to actually do the work, right? We can't just look at the end result, but we have to visualize the entire process because it's the meat, the process that's going to get us that result. And a lot of the time it's the process that's going to go like this and not like that. So when we visualize, we keep that clarity there. The O is observing your own thoughts. And that's where we get to have a backseat on our own thoughts. So we can question our own selves. Because we are constantly inundated with so much limited beliefs or that fight or flight. But when we can actually question our own selves, when these invasive uh, thoughts come in, we're starting to get that more self-awareness. The I is intention. When you start to live a life and understand what intentional movements, when mindful breathing, mindful eating, understanding when you are coming into a room, what your intention is in that room, even at those Christmas, uh, uh, Christmas uh, galas, you definitely move in a different way. The C, I call it a double C. It's courage and confidence because they go hand in hand. When you get the courage to stand up and speak up, you will see that confidence truly is key. There is nothing about the the having a six pack that makes you confident as much as it's that person who's walking and talking in that body. So we have to build up that confidence through building up, through increasing that courage. And the E is emancipating ourselves, emancipating our mental slavery I like to use the Bob Marley saying, song, uh, you know, emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. It's true. And it's like what Bob Proctor says. So many of us are in a jail that we don't even know that we're a part of. And it is a mental jail. It is thus restraining ourselves. That's why I always say it's you versus you. And within my program, yes, there are acronyms, but there's actionable steps that, that, that drip into each other so that throughout the process of the program, you're building up on yourself and self-awareness because that is the key to getting anything started, whether it be in your business, whether it be in that uh, getting that promotion, you know, asking that person on the date or, you know, anything that we do with that fitness, nutrition, we have to truly have that self-awareness, that trigger that's going to allow us, that's going to motivate us to go, hmm, but then we need to add in what inspires us and, of course, put that actionable accountability to ensure that we are continuing on this journey. I love that. And I love that you do this in a group setting because I feel like, especially when it comes to uh, the intention, you know, and I wrote about this um, on my Instagram today, you know, be intentional with who you surround yourself with and what your goals are and look and see if those people are going to support those goals, you know, because you come to find out that not everybody, no matter who they are to you, is able 
to support you. You know, not I mean, there's some people that don't want to support you. You know, we got our haters. We all have them. Um, I always say, if you got a hater, you know, you're doing something right. That's what I say. But, you know, it can be disheartening because sometimes haters and people who are not able to support you are usually some of the time people that are the closest to you. You know, so when you're you're making a change and this is something that's like scary and it's new, it's new and it's unknown. It's a new version of yourself that you've never been. There's so many emotions that, you know, it's scary to take those steps to, you know, to step into this version of yourself that you want to be. So that's why I love like that you do this in a group setting because I feel like the accountability and the support is so important and being intentional in who you surround yourself with. You know, I'm all about community. I talk about it all the time, but you know, just having programs too. Like I, I love the one-on-ones, but the group programs, I feel they produce the most growth, personal growth um, because you're being intentional with who you surround yourself with. And you know that the goal that you are setting out to do is going to be achieved because the people in there are doing the same thing. They're at diff- they may be at different parts, different seasons. Um, so you'll be able to learn through their experiences and what they've uncovered, their aha moments, you know? Um, so I think that's the most important thing for me when we're on a journey of, you know, self-development and, and making next level steps is really a group program and having that intention of surrounding yourself with people that will support you. Oh, I love that. You actually nailed the I and the C in the double C's right there in that little bit there, but there's there's activities I do within it. And what I mean by that is, is that when you intentionally put yourself into spaces and places, what you are doing is, is that you are getting diverse perspectives, just like you said. You remember everything that we see in this world, when I'm looking at this, you may call it a chapstick, I may call it a lipstick. It is how we perceive it, right? We label everything based on our eyes, right? So when you are in a collective, you are able to hear diverse perspectives, get to a greater understanding of different situations where you may have not even thought of it in that way. And you are able, when you're building up that self-awareness, to align it into this place where it's going to benefit you. And when you are in a group setting, that time when you said that you're scared or nervous to even speak up or even to stand up, when you are doing it in a collective, you know you're in a safe space because you are growing with them. And these are great opportunities to practice your courage is within a safe space. And that's what I love about when we do these in, in collectively is, is that you are building on so many different muscles within your thyself by doing it collective. And it's like, obviously with this is that I really am, a, I, I love Napoleon Hill's uh, lessons and learnings. And this really does derive from his four main principles, which is one is having clarity and purpose, that's that self-awareness. Two is having that plan you got to take the actionable steps, period, with a T. We can talk all that we want, but if we're not taking action on the things that we're learning and having that plan, even if we have to make A, B, and C, but having some form of direction, uh, it's, it's, it's a starting point. And number three is the one that you're talking around is that mastermind, the community leveling up. Napoleon Hill is a huge believer. So was Bob Proctor. And even when I do the 5 a.m. club, everything that requires anything of self-growth um, is always in a collective, having mastermind classes, having accountability, people being around places where they're one up on you because you want to emulate to be them. So you learn from them. And the fourth and most important is immediate action. It's taking action on your goals. Now, not just saying, uh, you know, you know, that interested action. I'm going to do it next week. I'm going to wait till the New Year's resolution. I'm going to wait. 
that's not going to, that's what happens is life starts lifing and then you go revert back into what's comfortable to you. Cause you know, our mindset always just really wants what's safe, what's easy and avoids pain. So we'll always revert back to the norm of what you're accustomed to. And that's why it's important for us to nourish it with continuous growth in collectives, in a group, so that you can get that accountability. And just know that your beauty in these collective groups is unique. And this is where you're able to birth and also cultivate your ideas and strategies for your own self. I love that. So powerful. I want to ask this though, because I know, you know, um, I don't know how long your group is, but I know just from experience, I felt like... um, when I would do group programs and I've done group programs for confidence and, you know, self-development and all the things. And I've, you know, it was like my safe space, but I got it to keep it real. When that group program ended, I was, I felt like Bambi. Do you remember Bambi? Like when he first started walking on the ice and he was slipping all over it and shaky and scared. I was like, where are my people? I mean, I'm sure, you know, like I kept in touch with some of the women that I was in my group with, but what would you say for the women listening that, you know, okay, they invest in a group program, which is absolutely, I highly recommend. Um, but that group program's over. And now here they are taking what they've learned and applying it in their life with the real people that are around them, you know, in their, in their personal life. What if they're not getting what they, they got in the group? You know, what should they do? What are some next action steps that they can take? Yes, well, I can honestly say now that we have the beauty and blessings of being able to connect greater than the four walls around us, which is through technology, why do we ever have to stop a group? The reason why I say this is we should, especially if you are, let's say, an entrepreneur or something that's not of the norm, you're going to get a lot of your loved ones that are, they love you, so they care about you, so they're going to tell you all of their concerns and why you shouldn't be doing this, shouldn't be doing that, not because they don't love you, it's because they, they are putting their own limiting beliefs and fears back into you, right? So that's the reason why we start these, uh, go into these groups is because we already have an understanding that our environment, where we are in the four corners may not be exactly what, what we need to nourish it. So I always believe that yes, you can leave a group afterwards and, and still continue on. But when you are leaving a group, make sure that you have the self awareness to know to align yourself with the people that are in your, current surrounding that understands your growth that has seen your developments that is are, is here for that jam right so like for instance my best friend she is all about uh like she's very analytical and she's you know she but she also understands what i do with my wellness and i always could piggy bank off of her because she understands where i need to grow and where i'm growing because she's been a part of that journey so i always say you i i always warn people if you think if you're going to go into a group setting and they're going to be finish it and then go back into your environment of where you were before and everybody around you is going to have changed too as well, you're going to set yourself up for failure. You are because they were part of the program. But what you can do is have a deeper self-awareness and have an intention on how you relate to these individuals. And when you do that, I always say the universe will align you with the people that need to be in your life to cultivate it. And how they do that is by you doing the work continuously on yourself. You can't expect it from anybody else around you. You really can. And that's what you grow, learn in a group setting. And when you do develop friends in these settings, th- these are the great times where you can go back and bounce ideas off of them because they are p- part of your accountability if you've stayed in contact with some of these people. 
I really have to admit that we cannot expect others to change if they haven't done the work on themselves. But it doesn't mean that that means that you stop your work for you. You Until we're six feet under, our journey in wellness, our journey in development, our journey in confidence, courage, and everything is going to be continuously tested because life is about change. Life is about diversity. And I'm going to say it, setbacks. Setbacks are a part of life. But when you are able to take the tools from those groups, put yourselves where you see yourself in these in the times where you're not in that setback, build up that ammo of who is around you that can really cultivate those parts of you, then that's what we have to look at. But don't expect the world to change for you because you have changed. You gotta make that change for yourself within that surroundings of your world. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. So let everyone know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you put the info in. I know um it's now going to be November. So is this course something that someone can actively sign up and take? Where can they sign up? Give us all the deets. So my course is open all the time because there is no perfect time than the present to get started. So yes, I do have start dates. Like I have a challenge that is presently going on called the You vs. You Challenge end of the year. Let's, you know, we start off 2023 saying it's all about me, but we're going to end 2023 all about me because you want 2024 wanting more. And this is something that I do that incorporates all different areas of wellness. That one is something that I will, that has a start date and an end date, but it also has staggered. Now, when it comes to my, because I have a voice program, that one is open. And the reason why it's still open is I still keep my accountability group open for even those that have done the program. Because just like you said, some people still feel like they need to have it even after they went through these programs. So why am I canceling it out? Why am I saying that they're done it? No, they still have access to my, the accountability groups to still be incorporated, to be, to be involved. So definitely I have my, my, because of, because I have a voice does run continuous. So I am excited to connect with each and every one of you all. And I'd like to do ones too, if you want to have a collective of groups, because that's another way that we could combat what happens after the program is if you come into the program in a small little bit of a unit. And that is one of my big goals is to get into corporate sp- spaces. Or we could do it as a team building because we're with a lot of these people that we work every single day, right? So why not build up even our wellness so that we could be more productive, we could be more understanding and accountable to each other right where we are nine to five anyways. So that's what I do too as well. So I'm very excited to continuously build up the Because I Have a Voice program. And I thank all those that are continuously going through it because as you go through these uh, programs, we are continuously go all to collectively going on our journeys together. And I can always build on from what I've learned through others. So it's amazing. It's wonderful. Yes. Yes. And I will put the link for those of you who are wanting to sign up. If you heard it today and you're like, this is me, I need to get in on this. I will pop the link down below for you to connect with Camille and sign up and get into her powerful community. I want to wrap up by doing something fun. And in lieu of the approaching holidays, here are some tips for surviving the office holiday party. And Camille, feel free, like I said, to jump in and give your opinion on these. So I found these on the, you know, on the Google, um, you know, some some ways I, in, to survive, you know, do, do we go? I mean, number one, the first thing it said was show up. Um, you know, I think it's important to show up, you know, use it as an opportunity to get to know the people you don't already know. Use it as an opportunity to show people that, you know, a, a lot of time we 
I mean, we go to our job five days a week, maybe some even more, um, maybe some less. But, you know, for the most part, five days a week, you see these people sometimes more than you see your friends, you know. So showing up, I think, is a good is a good one. It shows that, you know, you care, you're intentional in wanting to just form that, you know, office community where we all work together to, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. So showing up was the first one, which I I kind of, I agree with that. I think that would be a good one. Okay. So number two is, is there a dress code? Okay. Don't show up. And I, and I, I say this from um, experience, not myself. I mean, I always worry, like, how are we dressed for this? I love fashion. So, um, but I have seen in the past where some people have showed up to a more formal holiday party dressed in like Christmas pajamas, which was interesting. So, you know, is there a dress code? Figure that out and and try to, you know, bring your uniqueness, of course, but, you know, don't show up to something that you should be dressed uh, formally in Christmas pajamas because you're, you're going to get looked at. <laughs> um, so three, mm. don't go on an empty stomach. Have a light snack. Or something beforehand, especially if you don't know the restaurant or the establishment, what's being served. You know, a lot of us are, uh, we have our, you know, gluten intolerance, dairy, whatever, you name it. So, you know, just don't go in an empty stomach. Have something that, you know, will hold you over if what they're serving just isn't what you're you're liking, which I think was a good one. Because, um, you know, sometimes the food is shitty. <laughs> so, right? Like... Okay, number four was don't conduct business, which I think is important because it's like, why do you, if you're at a party, you're there to like get to know people, you're not going to want to sit there and talk about business. Like it's just, you have to have boundaries and separate work from, you know, party mode. So I think, you know, don't conduct business. It, it, sometimes it can come off as like tacky too. If you're like going up to your boss, like, Hey, so what about a promotion? You know? I don't know. I just think, you know, there is separate time. So I agree with that. Uh, mm, number five, don't, don't talk politics. That's a big one. That's a big one because you could turn a friend into a foe real quick, <laughs> especially if alcohol's involved. Um, yes. Number six is no, <laughs> this is a funny one. No office hookups. Ladies. Don't be hooking up with somebody that you work with and you got to show up on Monday morning. Do the walk of shame. Yeah, walk of shame in your office. No, no, no. That's probably worse than the walk of shame home from their house. Don't do it. Because you know word gets around the office quick and you don't want to be labeled as something, you know. So no office hookups. Let's keep it, you know. And it, you know, I'm not saying you can't. I I've heard of people who I met so-and-so in work and that's how, you know, and they're married now. So, you know, if you get into a relationship with someone or you're liking somebody, just keep it separate, I think. Like, keep it on the DL. Don't let nobody know your business. Maybe at the Easter hunt, not at the Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, number seven, which goes back to, you know, what I said earlier, uh, watch how much you drink. Yes. Uh, you know, you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to make an ass out of yourself <laughs> you don't you know uh alcohol can can cause many of things mm -hmm. so 
you know, just watch how much you drink, especially if you're traveling to and from the the office holiday party. You know, you don't want to be drinking and driving. Definitely not. Um, so if you are having a few holiday drinks, make sure you are taking the appropriate transportation to that as well. But I think that's an important one. Watch how much you drink. Number eight, I have a personal story with this one. Don't go to the after after party. Okay. Now this is specific after after two afters. Because I'm all for going to the after party. Like, if you have your office party at, like, you know, so-and-so restaurant, and, hey, there's a bar down the street, you guys want to go and have a couple other drinks, maybe the office party ended early, and you're like, you know what, I still got a couple hours, hang out, talk, blah blah That's fine. The after-after party is sometimes something that you don't want to get involved in. And I'll tell you my story. So, I went to an office party. Now, I was in my 20s. So, you know... Mm-hmm. Just, I was in my 20s. Don't judge me. So we had our Christmas party. I was working the corporate America downtown in Philly. And I forget where we went for the actual Christmas party. I'm pretty sure it was a restaurant downtown. And then we went to a bar. And I, first of all, I did number seven. I did number seven wrong. Watch how much you drink. I didn't. Um, I did take transportation, but I went to the after after party. And let me tell you, going to a strip club with your coworkers is highly not recommended. <laughs> I ended up, yes, this I'm I mean, I keep it real on here. I ended up at a strip club with my coworkers. And quite honestly, I think that might have been worse than actually hooking up with a coworker. I still did the walk of shame on Monday. I mean, granted, I was not alone in this. You know, there was a a handful of us that all went. But I was one of them, unfortunately. And Monday, you know, the party's on Friday. So then you have all weekend to think about what you did. And you're like, oh, my God, I got to go to work on Monday. And and I remember just looking at my coworkers and we just kind of gave each other the eye. And we were just like, "Mm mm-mm. No, we're not talking about it. So, you know, what happens at the after-after party stays there. Um, But yeah, just don't do that. That's a bad idea. I I would highlight and star that one. Don't go to the after-after party. Yes. Yeah. So number nine is make sure you say goodbye. Because, I mean, common courtesy. You know, you want to say goodbye with everyone. And number 10, if you have work the next day, Make it to work the next the next day, you know, because I I I know um, from a business perspective, my husband owns a business, you know, we we do ours on uh, Sunday because Monday our store is closed, so you know we we know with the you know uh, being mindful that sometimes when drinks are involved, partying's involved, late night party to begin with, sometimes people won't show up, and you don't want to set yourself up for a horrible. Monday at work. So we always do it Sunday knowing that we're closed on Monday. But there are times where people have holiday parties midweek. So just make sure you show up, you know, or maybe the next year you won't have a Christmas party. You won't have a Christmas party because of it. So there you have it. With the holidays approaching, here are some tips and some personal experiences from yours truly um, of surviving the office holiday party, uh, whether it's, you know, this upcoming November or December, take these with you, highlight them, star the ones that I said to star and highlight. And, um, don't forget them when you're at your holiday <laughs> office holiday party. So 
Camille, it's been a pleasure. I had so much fun, such a powerful conversation using your voice. I'll make sure to put in the description where you can link up with Camille. But thank you so much. You are so wonderful. It's been a pleasure having you today. I wanted to say that I have just decided, I just finished about a month ago, the 5 a.m. club by Robin Sharma. And it's awesome. It's changing my life. And I decided, you know what? Why not be accountable? This is completely free. I'm putting it out there to anybody who would like to join me. I'm going to be running. I have it on Audible. So I'm going to put it on Clubhouse as well as on LinkedIn, just running it. And we get up every morning at 5 a.m. holding each other accountable and going through the book together because one step in it is to say to do it as a collective. And I was like, you know what? Why not end off this year on a 5 a.m. tip? So if anybody wants to join me, I'll also provide you with that link. It's it's completely free. It's just for us holding accountable. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, we'll put that down in this description too. So if you want to sign up for that, uh, click the description and connect with Camille. But until next time, thank you again, Camille. It's been a pleasure having you. And until next time, ladies, stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired.